is that we are going forward. We are going forward. I want you to look at a neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm going forward. Look at the other neighbor. If you have another one, just tell the other neighbor, say, other neighbor, no matter what goes on in my life, no matter what I go through, pressures, fear, strife, it doesn't matter. I'm going forward in Jesus name. Come on. I'm going to push you forward this morning. I believe that and especially I don't know about other houses. I believe that this house is in the mid range of, of seeing what God is saying, but can't go back and, and, and looking forward. <laughs> we can't go back what it used to be, but we're seeing what it's supposed to be. But in the middle. I want to talk to the middle folks this morning. Come on. I may have got middle folks this morning. I, I'm not what I used to be, but I'm, I, I see what I'm supposed to be. And I'm just in that middle and I got to know what to do in the middle. I, I'm going to learn what to do in the middle. Because it's in the middle where decisions are very vital to where I'm going. You hear what I'm saying? Let's go to Exodus 14, 12 through 18. And when you get that, can you say amen? And it reads, I want you to stick with me because I know it's a lot of scripture here, but we're going to read scripture. That's what we're here for. Hallelujah. Verse 12. Is this not the word word that we told you in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. He told the people what? Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which you accomplish for today, for you today. He will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Mm. Ah, somebody got that right there. Uh, I'm I'm about to come through some stuff and I'm not going to see that again. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand and see the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on the dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will hearten the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over his army, his chariots and his horsemen. And then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Can you say amen? One of the things that we are coming into a knowledge of, especially in this house, is that our battle is faced not by what we do. It's by what God has given us. For the Bible says for the weapons, somebody say weapons. There are many weapons for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for pulling down of strongholds. And we learned Sunday that you cannot pull down where knowledge is not resting. I can only pull down, casting down the arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought to, a, to a, every thought to captivity to the obedience of Christ. But I can't bring into obedience where I'm not knowledgeable, which means the voice of the argument is louder than my knowledge of who He is. That's why I'm declaring it, declaring it, but my knowledge is keeping me here. But the problem is up here. And the problem is speaking louder than the truth here. That's why the knowledge of God is greater than your declaration. You must know God. Because once I know I have the truth that will set me, it's bigger than me having it. I got to know it. Somebody say, I got to know it. I've been hearing the truth all my life, but it's time for me to know it. I've been hearing good messages all my life, but it's time for me to know it. I've been inspired and danced and shout, but it's time for me to know it. It's time for me to grow up and come into the knowledge of who he is for my life. That's why I'm not big on motivation. Motivation is a temporary fix for what only eternity can bring you into the knowing of. 
I don't know about you. I don't like to just be inspired. I want to be transformed. I'm tired of going to church just getting happy. And then I go home two days later, I'm back in the same place. I want a word that's going to change the trajectory of my mind. Going to change the trajectory when, when pressure comes to my life. I'm going to tell the devil, hell no, you get out. Oh, yeah, hell no. Yeah, hell no. I'm not going this way. You get out of my house. You come off of my marriage. You come off of my children. I'm not going to lay down on anymore and let you do what you want to do to me. I'm not even going to let my own mind misperceive who I am. Yeah, because sometimes it's not the devil, it's my own soul. I'm, I'm in a battle with myself. <laughs> Who you battling? You battling the devil? Let me pray for it. No, 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 no. I'm in a battle with myself. I'm in a battle with my own mind. I'm in a battle with my conscience. So we have to understand that it takes us to understand that God is after something to punish the, all the disobedience because he's saying when obedience is fulfilled, you will never lack anything. I want you to hear me this morning. I want you to think with me also. Because our fight has to do not with what we've been perceiving it to have to do with. I want you to understand something. I love, I love action movies. And if I get a good one, I'll watch it again. But the interesting thing is when you start a movie, you, 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 you know, you get excited through it. You get emotional through it. I mean, you know, come on, don't lie to me. Y'all too churchy. You know, some, some people cry through it. And, you know, I love action because I like to see the mystery of it and what's going to happen. I need a couple of cars to flip over in some time. And, you know, if I need a little break, I need some, you know, I just need a little action. But, but there are some movies that I watch over and over and I still get the reactions out of them. I know the end. But the emotion of the middle. If somebody didn't know that I saw it before, they say, brother, didn't you watch this before? Yeah, but I still feel it. It's, you know, it's doing something to me. Go, get out the house. Go, get out the room. They're coming. And, 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 and the emotion and the reaction. And we take on all of it. Although the end is finished. The problem what we were not understanding is you are making an eternal decision with a temporary state. God is saying the end is already done, but you're making an eternal decision. Well, the temporary is about to, it's already the story is already written. Don't allow your emotions to lie to you about the in, in the present for what the future is already set. Ah, he's already set your destiny. He's already set your finish. He's already set who you're going to become. Don't allow what you're going through in the present and the past to dictate your future. Somebody say, my future is finished. My future is finished. That's why God wants you to understand he's the beginning and the end. Because you were not made towards the end. You were made in the beginning. So you're not necessarily going to your future. You're going to the beginning. And when you learn that you're going to the beginning, that's where you were created. I can't wait to my future. No, you need to understand. I was already created in the beginning. When I stay in the beginning, I will always finish my future. That's why Jesus said before what I saw before me. I endured, but he lived in the beginning. You say, how did he live in the beginning? God, it have never changed. The lamb was slain before the foundations of the, oh, so you telling me I'm living out of a beginning. I thought I was living out of a future. No, I have a beginning in me. Because the lamb was slain before the foundations of the world. That's why there's a present truth, there's a past truth, and there's a future truth. But I need all three of them to come into the revelatory space and get me to the place that God has called me to. I hope y'all hear me this morning. When I come into the present truth, the past truth, and the future truth, I am not missing what God is telling me. That's why many of us are trying to live out of a past truth. And it's not getting us to understand the present nor the future. Somebody say, don't preach me a past truth. I need the now. I'm tired of stories. I don't need another story to encourage me. I need a revelatory space for the now truth. That's why when you read in the Bible, he'll say the, the, the now truth or he'll say the present 
truths, which means there are past truths. It's still the truth, but it's not for the present. Y'all listen to me. This is going to help you. You are trying to live out of an old truth that's not the present truth, but it's all truth. That's why you don't judge people who preach old truths. It's just a, it's still a truth, but it's the old truth. It's not for the present. You've got to understand the coming to the present truth. That's why in the Bible he'll say, in this present truth, this present time, God is trying to put you in the space, in the place for the present. But he said, my church is dragging in old truths. And they don't know why they're not overcoming because I'm beyond that. You should be in the revelatory space of a new truth. You should be in the revelatory space of a new glory, a new faith. Somebody say, I'm coming up this morning. So the weapons, you have to understand that weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're pulled down with God and in the knowledge of God. That's what that whole scripture is saying. He's telling you in the knowledge of God. Anything that's trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, you can pull down when you have the knowledge of God. Are y'all getting that? Always remember, there are seven layers to every verse in the Bible. How many layers? How many layers? So when you're reading it, don't think you got it all. There are layers to this. Somebody say, I want the layers. He said, you can punish all disobedience when what? Obedience is what? Fulfilled. So God is after our obedience because he understands your obedience by default bring you into the beginning. Did y'all hear what I said? Obedience by default will bring you into the beginning. Can you say amen? So one of the things that the greatest dangers of the adversary, he knows when we're ignorant of his devices and his devices are only as uh, uh, effective as we're ignorant. What do I what do I mean by that? The adversary knows that he is destroyed. He's already finished. I want you to hear me. I'm going to bring a story to you this morning. OK, I want to show you something because I just told you the picture that the story is already finished. Is it finished? Now, the problem is not the story not finished. It's the middle. We play a play. It's the middle. Now, the adversary knows that it's the middle that he has to play well, because if you keep you not understanding that the end is finished or you keep coming to a space for yourself by yourself, you're going to keep forgetting that the end is finished. So I can deal with you based on what you don't understand about the end. Which was the beginning. So the reality of it is when we're talking about anything of fighting, if I know that I've already won, I've already won this, I will not react the same as I'm acting. Somebody say I'm getting it together. So one of the greatest dangers is us forgetting what he's already finished. Living like he didn't finish it. Living like he's guessing it up. Because the adversary knows if you start to understand you, I can't do nothing with you. There is nothing I can pick with you with. See, the the adversary is really not as big as we make him. All he can do is pick with you. He's like, pick a boo. But Christians say, ah, pray for me. The devil is after me. And what we don't realize, he's not as big as we make him. But he knows because you make him that big, he's able to be that big. Oh, you think about me that way? Hmm. That's why God never, and this is what I've learned, and I taught this before. That's why in the body of Christ, we've learned more about the devil than God. And that's the problem. We know more about the devilish stuff. We know every, oh, that's a Jezebel spirit. You know every spirit. But I ask you, who are the angels of God that fight with you? Who are the angels of God that come with you? What, who, what protects your house? Nobody knows that. But we know that's a spirit. We know that devil. We know how to carry him and catch him and all that stuff. But you know nothing about how to fight him. Oh, he's wise. He knows. If I can keep you focused 
on the negative. You will never grow in the knowledge to look from the altar of what God seated you to tell him what to do. So you put him on the altar and say, see what you're doing to me? Let me let me pray you down. No, no, no. God is saying, no, you're going to come up and tell him where he be placed. Somebody say, get on the altar. Come on, you better get to a higher altar to tear down the altars of your life. Get on that altar and tear down the words that's been over your life. Get on the altar and tear the words of your family, your children. Tear those words down. Somebody say, I'm tearing it down. So we have to understand that God knows who you are and he knows what he's doing. In fact, a lot of times we have not realized that it's not only the good things that prove to us that God is good. It's a lot of times the weaknesses and the bad things that prove to us who God is. Freedom is knowing the knowledge of him. Why? Because when you learn that it's not only what goes good in my life. Maturity says it's also what goes wrong in my life. Tell somebody it was the Lord. Come on, say it was the Lord, which means everything is not the devil. In fact, God never wanted you to make the devil the highlight of any issue. What do you mean, pastor? He always wanted you to learn to overtake who I am in you and tell the devil to be in place. Well, it's hard. So you telling me don't focus on the devil. I don't cast him out. No, 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 no. You do all of that, but you do it from a position of character in him. You don't do it from a position of loss of because of him, which means my reaction to life is not because of what the devil is doing. My reaction to life is to obedience towards who God is. Are y'all getting this? Some of our listen, we're living out of the reactions of the adversary. So he loves to pick with you because he knows you're going to respond. So he micromanages your emotions based on what he knows, what he can pick with you. That's why if you have buttons, God is trying to deliver your buttons because you got to he got to deliver the buttons because if you keep the buttons, you're always going to mystify who God is to you, depending on when it's pushed. No, don't touch my buttons, God, but you know, I love you. Well, how can I grow you if I can't touch which you? How can I show the testimony that I want to do through the buttons? What did you think this was? Just a, I'm going to go to heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might do that, but you'll never become who you're supposed to be in me. You'll never become the very uh, identity, come into the identity of what I called you to. Somebody say, I'm going forward. So God wanted you to understand that everything that he's doing in your life is for a reason. For the steps of a good man. A step of a righteous man. They are what? They are ordered. So if my steps are ordered, why would I say the devil is in control? Why would I give him that much credit? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Tell somebody it was the Lord. What I might be going through, maybe, what if it wasn't the devil? What if it was allowed by God? Oh, don't leave my church. Please don't leave. I'm going to explain it. I'm going to explain it. I don't know this brother here. This brother done touched something. What if what if it was the Lord? I, 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 I'm going to help you just a second. Nanjo, can you fix me? I, I pressed something wrong. What? They, they, come, they, they scared me for a second. What if it was the Lord? See, some of us will be praying, get the devil, the devil. But God is saying, ah. Somebody say, explain it, Pastor. Where did Nanjo go? Is he around here? That's okay. All you have to do is click, click, present, and we'll be good. Somebody say, it was the Lord. Come on, hold that. It, 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 It was the Lord. One of the things that we are going to learn is that God is the orchestrator of all things. The devil does not have the adversary does not have license where God has not allowed. But your adversary don't have license neither where we haven't allowed. 
Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose shall be loose, which means God has already set before you the, the license to everything. I set before you life and death, blessings and peace. Uh, choose what? Life, which means choose obedience. Choose what I've already set before you. And when you choose what I've set before you, you're not battling with what you think is the devil's doing. You, <laughs> you'll start to understand what it takes for. I know what it takes to get you to where you need to go. Some of us don't realize that Daniel was not only <laughs> Daniel. Daniel's jail time was not on purpose. Somebody said it was on purpose. Yeah. A lot of times we think we're in jail, but we don't know it's on purpose because God knows that the comfort of your life don't get you to where I need you to go. Some of us, when we get comfortable, God knows they are not going to get up. They've allowed the blessing to overtake them. And they're so modernized. Now they're working towards the, watch this. They're working for the, they're too busy for me now. They got to keep up with the blessing. They got to keep up with the bills for the blessing. They're everything now that I was blessing them to show more me, now they're stuck in what the blessing is doing. So now I know that their focus is so focused on the wrong thing, I got to awaken them in jail a little bit. I got to bring them into the prophetic placement that they're called to. Somebody say my going through his own purpose. Uh, some of y'all still battling with that. I'm going to help you. I want you to understand. Let, let, let's go here first. He says, Isaiah 48. Let me tell you something. Behold, I have refined thee, not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of what? Affli affliction. I have what? Chosen thee in what? Which means I get chosen. I get tested in affliction. Somebody says just a test. Watch this. Watch this. This is why. This is why you do it. For my own sake. I'm going to stop right there just for a second. For what? For my own sake. Even for my own sake will I do it. For how should my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory unto another. Hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel. My call, I am he. I am the first and also the last. Which means God is saying the problem with us is we keep thinking we're doing this in our sake. God is for you because your name is written. Your, your progression, is the, it shows his progression. Why you want your children to progress? Because your, for your name's sake. Why you make them put that shirt on? You better, you're going to look nice. No, you're going to do this right. Why are you doing that? Why you bring them to the best schools? Why you make sure that they have education? Why do you make sure that they're provided for? Why? For your name's sake. For when you see my son, you see me. Ah! When you've seen me, you've seen the father. When you've seen me, you've seen my name. God is trying to say, you think you're alone, but you don't understand that I'm right behind you for my name's sake. It's not only you. You are more in it for your progression than you think I am. I need my name to be great in their eyes. Which means by default, I am behind you everything in your life. So all this time you think you've been alone trying to have to prove God to help you. But God is saying, I've been there for you. Because you don't realize my name is written on you. So I got to make sure that you go in the right way and not going the wrong way. I've been mercy is following you all the time. I got to make sure that you stand on track because my name is on you. you you're not going to be, uh -uh, you're not going to make my name to no effect. No, you're not. Uh -uh, you, uh, you can cry, but you're going to, uh, we're going to get it together. I, I'm going to make you get it together because my name is on you. The problem with us is we're living out of an old bloodline. Stop screaming, Pastor. We're living out of an old bloodline. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. We're living out of an old bloodline of your last name. Rather than the new genetics of his Christhood. See, what you don't realize is God has a genetic in, his, in the blood. He was not born from a man. He was born from God. Ah, y'all better stay. Y'all leave me alone this morning. What you don't realize, a man was made from God. Which means when you came into Christ Jesus, the genetics of Christ Jesus came into you. 
That's why he said when you have Christ Jesus, the manifestation of Jesus in you mortifies your body. You become the same bloodline. Ah, you become the same bloodline as Christ. Y'all better hear me this morning. That's why sickness can't hold you. That's why disease can't hold you. That's why anything in your body can't hold you in Christ Jesus. And you know he's there. Why? Because it has to mortify your body. Why? Because the bloodline, the genetics becomes his genetics. Ah, this is why Jesus had to die. Somebody say, I'm in a new bloodline. But if you don't know that, you keep talking about your generational curses. My mama had it. My daddy had it. His daddy had it. His dad. But you're going to come into a new bloodline. He said, I'm not going to hold it to them. When you come and you decide to cut the cord, I put my genetics inside of you and you're going to live out of my genetic platform. Somebody said it's new genetics. Ah. Nonzo messed me up at my house yesterday. That he, he, he's an engineer and he put some stuff together. And I was like, man, it's in the house. Amazing how science proved. Listen, God is proven through science. You can see all it's all intertwined. He was talking about pressure and how it works and how it creates things. And I'm just thinking scriptures are running through my mind. It's messing me up. I'm like, man, you too much because you're messing me up. God is showing himself everywhere. Somebody say I have a new genetic code. So don't ever tell me you have something because of what your forefathers had. Today I'm free. Somebody say I'm free. You break it off of yourself. You say, in the name of Jesus, today I decide to be in a new bloodline, the bloodline of Jesus Christ, because I declared your name. I stand on that word that I am new. All things become new when I came into you. When I came into you. When I came into. Now watch this. I am in you and you are in. Which means although he's in me, I got to come into Y'all better hear me. I'm going to teach you something. The problem with believers is we're not getting the manifestation in us because he came into you. But that doesn't prove that you're going to get it. you got to bring yourself into him. I am in you and you are in me. That's what Jesus said, which means I am in you. But he said you are. In, I am in him. you got to pour yourself into him. Daily when I pray, I'm pouring my soul into the finished work. I know you did it for me, so I'm going to pour myself into you. Are y'all getting this? Somebody say, I'm pouring it out. So you have to understand, it's not, you're not fighting your own battle. Jesus is right there with you. He said, for my name's sake, you're going to make it. I am more interested in your progression than you are. That's why eyes haven't seen. That's why ears have not heard. Neither has it come into your heart the things that I have what prepared, but I am revealing it through my spirit. So you got to learn to stay in the spirit, hone into the spirit. I am for your progression. Don't you ever think that I'm against you. Don't you ever take a religious lie that I'm, a, uh, I'm coming after you wrongly. I do not do that. In fact, I cannot deal with you until you know me. What we think is people come into correction because of what you tell them. It's a lie. God don't deal with you only to the point that you know him. That's why somebody in the world, they think they're already judged by God, but it's a lie. They can't be judged from the point they don't understand him. That's why he said to the Pharisees, do you not know it's the love of God that brings them into repentance? Do you know it's not the it's the love of God that makes you to understand who he is? So if I don't bring them into knowing his love for their life, they never see him. They see you. So now you are the one that's telling them what to wear, what to dress, how to look, how to get it corrected. And if you're not around now, they don't know what to do. But if you've shown them him, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will come in and convict them. Are y'all getting this? Somebody said, let's go deeper. So he said, I want you to understand that it's for my name's sake. So God is looking at the Israelites and they thinking they're going through. They're like, God, 
you sent us out here to die. How many of y'all feel like, Pastor? <laughs> Some of y'all, I'll be seeing your face, and y'all be looking at, don't give me another thing. I'm about to knock you out. Pastor, you don't put me out here, brother. You, yeah, you better, you better help me, cause uh, you don't talk me out here. I'm way out here in Egypt. <laughs> I'm in this wilderness, brother. You better help me. No, you brought me in this with the revelation stuff you're talking about. I was good where I was. So they did that to Moses. They say, Moses, you brought us out here to die. Don't you see what's going on? I would have been, oh, I know I was in slavery, but at least I had a bed to sleep in. At least I had food to eat. I know I was slave, but I got comfortable with slavery. Don't act like slavery ain't comfortable. Oh, when I was in the world, I kept trying to figure out, well, I keep doing what the devil's saying. I know it ain't working. But I kept being a slave. Well, I keep being a slave. I, it's not working. I'm not fulfilled. But I, See, God is saying, you, the slavery can be comfortable. You crying out, God, take me out, take me out. But you, Voices came, you still. Because God knows if you don't know, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm going to give you a revelation. Y'all ready? I'm going to give you something. God knows if you don't see more of the best in him. See, the problem is we keep thinking God is a dictator. He's not. You, we're thinking God is a dictator. He's not. He allow you to make the best decision that you think is best. That's why he don't control you to worship him. He wants you to worship him by knowing who he is. That's why those who come to know who he is. And when you know he is, that's why he don't take pain away from you. He don't take strife away because when you see it differently of who he is, now you see if he took it away from you, cheated. I don't know you really love me. I just moved it out of the way. So I don't know if you could have chose her or chose him. No, you could have chose that girl. No, bring her back out here. That's not, see, that's control if I move out the way. I don't know if you really love me. No, bring us both out here. Which one? What you don't understand is God wants you to know that he is the greatest one. And when you see he's the greatest one, he's not taking anything away from him. That's our problem. The church has taught you he's going to take it away from you. And you're like, when is he going to take it away from me? So we go to the altar to get it taken away. Take it away. Take me back, dear Lord. See, what you have to understand, God is not taking it away. He's growing you up. He's seating you above all principalities, all powers. He's seating you in the knowledge of him so nothing can override the knowledge of him. And when you're standing on the altar above all principalities, how many? all powers, you'll be able to see down and say, ah, I see what you're trying to do. Get over there. But if he takes it away, who learns from that? Somebody say, don't modify my test. The problem with it, see, they thought I was dumb in class. I had some modified tests. They modified me, and then I got in trouble when I got to college. I was like, oh, I thought it was a good thing for modification. But I got to college, and I'm like, Man, they messed me up in high school. Man, they never took. Why they didn't make me go through it? I know I was embryonic. I know I was under. But when you messed me up, you didn't make me go through the way everybody else went through. Some of y'all praying for modifications. It's going to hurt you in the long game. Somebody say it's only a test. Come on, somebody say I'm getting free right now. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he, he, what he's trying to say is he told you that he told the Egyptians and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still and see what? Which he will accomplish for you today. I'll go to that other scripture in just a second. Stand still and what? Let, 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 let's, let's go here real quick. Somebody say it's for his sake. Exodus 14, 17. 
And I will indeed harden the hearts of the Egyptians. Who hardened the hearts? Who? God did. And they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and all his army and his chariots and his horsemen. Then, watch this, the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh and his choice and his husband. So let, let's get this story straight. Let, let's get this straight. Y'all ready? You're telling me that God sent a man by himself to save them out of the hands of Egypt. Then he let them out. Then he hardened the hearts to go after them. This don't make sense to me. You told me to come out. But you sent enemies after me. Oh, so you're not just the God of the promise. You want to show the enemies who you are too. And not even just the enemies. You want me to see. You want to test me. I hope y'all catching this. You are between Egypt running after you are between them running after you and the water in front of you. If you don't open the water, I'm stuck. And if you don't save me from them, I'm stuck. Some of you, God did not give you another option. You are in the middle. I don't know about you, but I used to break in the middle. I don't know about you. I used to say, God, I don't know. I don't know about you. Sometimes I even wanted to yield to the enemies. Go ahead and just take me out, brother. But God is saying, I'm going to teach you how to open and walk through the water. I'm going to teach you how it works with dry ground in, in, in strife, in trouble, in pressure. Somebody say, I'm in the middle. Come on, we're going to make you go forward. We're going to make you go forward. Because why? It's for his name's sake. It's not just me going forward. He's going in with me. I don't know about you. That changed the story for me. God, you hardened their hearts to come after them. I would think you want to keep them back. I would think you want me to have a good old life and keep walking forward with no problems. Then you say your yoke is easy. And your burden is light. Didn't you say all these scriptures that make me a happy Christian? But what you don't understand, your happiness is in him. Somebody say it's only a test. God knows that you don't learn from taking away things from you. How can I know your authenticity if you never test it? What believers don't understand is how great God is. You will never pass if you're never tested. Because he knows if you keep failing the test, you're going to be broken if you keep going forward. If I allow you to go to give you what I really want to give you. Every time I sit you at the table, you show where you are because you keep yelling at the enemies rather than staying at the table with what I gave you. Somebody say it's only a test. I know they can't say something crazy to you, but it's only a test. I know your job acting a fool, but it's only a test. I know your family might be going crazy, but it's only a. It's only a, it has to be a test. The movie is already, the script is already played. I have already won. It got to be a test. Somebody say, I'm going forward. (laughs) Tell somebody it was the Lord again. Come on, I know I'm making you talk. So you got to understand God is a setup. God is the what? Setup. Oh, he liked to set you up. David was set up. Daniel was set up. All the people who was good rebellions, the hellions, come on, y'all know we, we were hellions. Oh, them hellions get set up. Peter was set up. Jesus, I'll never deny you. I, I know you. 
<laughs> Brother, I've already provided a way for you to get back. I, I know, I know you love me, but you don't understand what. Watch this. You don't understand what this test permits. I know you love me. You think you, you, I'm a Christian. Oh, never. Ah, you keep living a little longer. Life gonna teach you something. You keep living a little longer, and then watch this. But when you see it and you understand it, you're gonna be greater. Because you knew, God, you're a bad boy. You took me through this for a reason. The problem is, this is where this is where it gets tipsy. You ready? The problem is, he pushes you to a place where you can't go back or stand still. Some of us are not moving. And we're wondering why things are coming upon us. Because active faith keeps you in the pattern and place of grace that you're called to. Listen to me. You can never do for God where you don't have the grace from God. You can never do for God where you don't have the grace from God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Everybody have a measure of faith, which means you have a measure of grace. But you, you cannot do for him where you have not lived out the grace that he's given you. Which means grace is added as you show responsibility to, to handle where you're going. That's why when things get hard in a new season, how many of y'all feel new seasons in your life? No, I'm going to give you the honest truth. I'm going to tell you, pastor, be crying through it too. I think, God, you need to fix this. Something is wrong. I might do that for a month about a couple of weeks and then I wake up and say wait you're God you don't make mistakes you didn't say it was the devil doing this so you must oh so you must gave me the grace to handle this as soon as I take him on everything comes as ease again Watch this, watch this. So now I've proven that I have the ability to operate the grace that he's given me. Oh, I'm teaching y'all growth right now. I'm teaching you why we don't grow. Now, as much is given, much has been required. Now I'm proving that I can handle this level with me living in the grace that he's atoned to me. Once you do that, God say, good. Now we're going to go higher. Could it be that my height is depending on how I'm activating the grace that I already have? Somebody says it's only a test. Which means if you got the biggest problem, you probably got the biggest blessing behind that door, door too. I wish I wish y'all to hear me this morning. Some of you think your problem is too big. And what you don't understand is bigger than everybody else's because God has the bigger blessing for your life. He has a big he has a bigger promise for your life. He knows when you operate in the grace that he has for you in this, you're going to come out stronger than everything else. Well, you don't understand, Pastor. That sounds all good. I'm glad you got all the hope. But you don't know what I have and what I deal with. God's grace will make you the house that everything that comes under the roof will be influenced by the light. I want you to think about you real quick. Think, think, think. How many people under your roof uh, under your influence, have been touched by your life. If none, that's all right. You're about to come into it. How many people? Which means you become the influence of God upon people. You've been praying for God to come to deliver people, but you didn't understand that you were the God that was going to come deliver people. You've been praying for God to come deliver them. But you didn't know. That's why he said you didn't know that you were God's. Little G. 
See, some of y'all are not comfortable with that. Well, we ain't God. You don't read your Bible. I am made in his image and his likeness, which means who he is, I am. Not battling with him. That's why the Bible says Jesus did not call it robbery to be just like. Are y'all getting something out of this? So Moses told the people, don't be afraid. You're going to see the salvation of the Lord. And it will accomplish for you today. For when the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see them no more and forever. Then the Lord will fight for you and you shall go hold your peace. Now, why would you provoke the fight and then you say you're going to fight for me? I want you to this is interesting. You are the author of the provoker. You're the one that made me want to fight me. And then you're telling me you're going to fight for me. Why you even started them in the beginning? Why you even started me at this church in the beginning? Why you even started me with this thing in the beginning? Somebody say I'm going forward. Come on, I'm about to get you out of here. I, 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 I just, I want you to understand that where you are is for a reason. I want you to know that you're not going through something that God doesn't see. I want you to know that God has you for a reason to test you, to bring you through these things so you can stand and know he's God. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? We're not talking about Moses today. I'll go down that road another time. And the children of Israel to go forward. Tell them to go what? Tell them to go what? Don't you go back. I even made it scary for you to go back. But you know, we flirtatious to go back. We, we always flirting with the past. Because we're looking at water. God, I thought you were going to live. All I see is water. I might as well tell them and surrender and say, I'll join their team again. I'll slave again. Because all you see is what? Water. God is the God of your water. <laughs> God, I'm about to break. I need you to open it. I don't know. I don't see anything. He's the God of your water. Can you stand in peace in the midst of water and the enemies that's behind you? Can you stand and know the salvation of the Lord? in the midst of the water and the enemies that are behind you. If I call them back, I know where I'm going to go that way. But if I go forward, I don't see where I'm going. What do you do when you're in the middle? You know it's danger to go back? But you don't see your way forward. (sighs) You know this is what? You can depend on God. Somebody say, I can depend on God. When you learn to depend on God, he gave you the word. He says, I've already given you into the promise. Which means if he's already set the word, the middle is only a test. If he gave me the word, this is who I'm going to be. The middle is only a test. It's something to produce in me for what he called me to. Based on where I've come from, I'm not supposed to be doing what I'm doing. My hood, I wasn't supposed to do that. Y'all know already, I need my teachers a lot. I got a couple of defaults. But I got Jesus. I don't go into my. I haven't made a name for myself. I made a name for him. Let me show you what a person can go from here to here. Let me show you how you do it. You just pull on him, lean into him, and he'll give you his mind. How do you have the mind of Christ? But you but you don't know nothing about what God is calling you to. I don't let a hellion overdo me. No. 
You got what? Uh Let me show you who God is. God is trying to give you the attitude of his house. Somebody say I'm a son and a daughter. Well, some of y'all look uncomfortable like that. He's trying to just kind of bold with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to learn how to be bold. The enemy don't handle you lightly. He got your mind all over the place. But you handle it. Just get off of me. No, no. You better tell the enemy what to do because of who you are. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All right. So he's saying the Lord will fight for you, which means God has already spoke. If God spoke, what is holding you back? Somebody say, I'm going forward. So the sign is God wants to show himself. So we got the setup. The setup is what? God setting it up. Then you got the sign. He wants to show himself through the issue. Now I want to talk about the submission. I'm trying to give you all the picture of where, what's going on in your life. What God really doing. Because when you live from this realm, you're allowing the issues to dictate to how you perceive in God rather than seeing God and that dictate to how you see the issues. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? He says, adultery and adultery, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy to God. Or do you not know the scripture says in vain that the spirit who dwells in you jealously the spirit who dwells in us yawns what? Jealously, which means he wants you to know who God is in you. And he's jealous for you. He don't want nobody else to take the credit of that. Are you hear what I'm saying? This is why he said, but he gives grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud. Why do he resist the proud? Because he's jealous within you. Pride says that you did it. The spirit that yawns says that he's doing it in you. Y'all hear what I'm saying? But God give grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to and resist the, which means, watch this, watch this. We don't have a devil problem. We have a resistance problem. Ah, listen to me. You don't have an adversary problem. You have a resistance problem which means there is something that you're still yielding to that you're not submitted to. I'm trying to make this easy for y'all. You hear what I'm saying? We make it something that if you understand the beginning, the adversary don't have control over your life. Well, I've been here for a long time. I've been dealing with, what does that mean? What did God die for? What did Jesus die for? Don't you give that thing credit? Don't you tell yourself you got to die with this? Don't you tell yourself you got to live with this? When he already died for it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We have a resistance problem. This is why the Bible says you have not resisted to the point of bloodshed. Which means when God told you to pray and fast, you have not resisted. You wanted to see the outcome, but you didn't resist. You know, sometimes Krispy Kreme signs get hot. The lights start blinking. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm driving. But I'm like, they hot, God. The light is on. The light is not always on. They're coming out of the oven fresh. They are fresh. I took the whole morning to fast. It's only one. It's just one. So watch this. Now I pull up scriptures. 
Bible says it's the grace of God. And the Bible says that it's the love of God. And the Bible says that you don't preach yourself, you preach Christ. You know, you pull out all these nice scriptures to get yourself out. Which means justification is the enemy of your progress. I'm going to help you this morning. Some of us been justifying for years and we don't see why we're not where we're supposed to be. Because we've lost the scripture that says present your body as a living sacrifice. Which means if God wasn't greater than the donut, you missed it. Ah, if you hear me this morning, I, I needed a breakthrough. But I allowed the gym. Well, well, see, Pastor, you can't say that because some people, you know, you got to tell them that it's okay if they, the compromise is okay. It is okay, but that don't mean you're going to not keep going around the circle. That don't mean that the healing going to come. This, that don't mean the deliverance is coming. The problem with believers is we think that things happen because we say it, not knowing that things happen because he said it. So we try to explain out what we don't understand. But when you miss the consecration, that's why Jesus said this kind don't come out without prayer. And I'm giving you the blueprint to go through why you're going through. That's why he told Jesus, you're going to go through. The, watch this. Jesus set the blueprint for you. He showed you how to deal with pressure because it's pressure that keep pushing you into where you. You hear what I'm saying? So he said, let me show them how to deal with pressure. I'm going to fast and go through the wilderness. Let me put it in these terms. I'm going to fast to go through the test. The church had made it only, I'm going to pray through the test. I'm, I'm, somebody say, I'm, he adding on to me. He just adding to me. Yeah, he just adding to me. He just adding to me. I'm, I, I, he not condemning me to hell. He just adding to me. The problem is the adversary knows if I can dilute the totality of the whole truth. I'm going to keep them circling around confessions, but they'll never, never see the manifestation. If Jesus had to fast, why don't you think you have to? Why? You know why? Because the church told you it's all about the grace of God without explaining what that means. It is all about the grace of God. There are things that will take you to heaven but won't give you the manifestation of wholeness on earth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There are things that will take you to heaven but you won't have the manifestation on earth. So why would you want to go through hell on earth and go to heaven with a confession? I'm so sorry. This is a steakhouse, guys. Why would I want to go to hell on, be in hell on earth? But go to heaven because I just believe. Understand you came here with a purpose and you came here with the finished work, which means God is trying to manifest through your mortal flesh. Ah, there it goes again. Who he is through you to manifest to them. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So we have to understand. Excuse me. That it's resistance. Somebody says resistance. That keeps the adversary away. It's resistance. How far do your resistance go? See, we got favorite stuff in our life. I don't know about y'all. You got favorite shows, favorite foods, favorite thieves, favorite TV shows, favorite people, favorite girlfriends and boyfriends, favorite husbands and wives. We got favorites all around our life. How how much of that even you pray for God, but how much of that you're going to override because it's stronger than even the voice of God in your life? We pray for God to speak and he speaks, but it's depending on what we feel. What I feel today. 
God, I know what you told me. But my flesh is weak. How do I crucify the flesh? This kind is by prayer. And because if I don't fast, the soul is speaking louder than the spirit. I'm confessing, but my confession is not pushing past because the soul is louder. My flesh is too loud. Somebody say flesh shut up. The way you make it shut up without telling it to shut up is by crucifying it. Well, I did. I, I, I turned off Facebook. I turned off Twitter, Pastor. Who said the fast? You or God? You thought your Twitter post fasting was doing it? Let me tell you, we are so manipulated in our mind. We think we can set things for God. That's why the Bible says, who set this fast? You set the, this is what your Bible says. You set the fast for you. And you're crying out saying, why it didn't work? And, you, and then God said, because you set your own. You, to, for you to pour yourself into him. Sometimes you got to crucify the flesh. And by crucifying, it's by default telling it to shut up. I know they're going to your favorite restaurant. Today I can't go. I got something to deliver. I got a dream to fulfill. I don't know about y'all. I got something to fulfill this year. I've got to crucify this thing. Uh, I'm not sitting on the baseline no longer. When I walk in this meeting, I need the mind of God, all of it. I don't need that donut talking to me. I need the mind of God talking, speaking through me. The body or people have made us passive Christians and we don't have a strong backbone spiritually. And we're wondering why we're not seeing the manifestation. We're just talking. Everybody just talking. But families are being broken. People are being destroyed. Everybody's still talking. When are we going to come into the manifestation? But the manifestation comes with a crucified body. Jesus set the blueprint. He said, watch this. I fast, I pray. He set the blueprint. Jesus go to pray. And the Bible, Jesus go to pray. The disciples trying to cast out the devil. They, they ate too many donuts. And Jesus, they worked for the little ones. Come out, come out, come out. Jesus walked up. What y'all doing? We trying to cast out. It worked for everybody else. Why this one not working for this one? He said, this kind, watch this, watch this, watch this. This destiny right here, you got the job through the prayer. But because of who you are and because of where I'm taking you and the mountains that you have to face that your, that, that your generation didn't face, this mountain will not be removed without the faith that comes through prayer and Tell somebody, I hear him, I hear him, I hear him. Come on, some of y'all looking like, oh, Jesus. Mm. God wants to know, what do you want? Have this become so tasteful that we decide this greater than him? Where are the prayer warriors that will fast and pray for somebody? My house shall be called a house of prayer. Watch this. But you've made it a den of thieves. Which means what? This is what. He, let me give you an aspect of that. You've made it about your personal preference and your personal blessing. That's why, because if it's not about your personal preference or blessing, you're not interested. That's why when I say fasting and prayer, we take that lightly. But if I hear the principle about your money, your ears open up quickly. Because we've sold ourselves to believe it's not all of God. It's not all about the manifestation. I'm about to get my promotion in fact. But you didn't realize you never became the you that you were brought to earth for. 
I don't care your age, your stage. Nuns, I'm done. You can put it on something. I don't care your age, your stage, your place, wherever you are. If you can come into the finished work mindset. I got one more scripture for you. Turn to that last slide for me. Somebody say, I'm going to submit. This is where, may God of all grace, 1 Peter 5.10, who called us to his what? Eternal glory. By what? Christ Jesus. Not after you've partied a while. Not after you've had so many good decisions. After you've suffered a while. After the pressure has pressured you a while. Then I'm going to perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle. So how do I get perfected, established, strengthened, and settled? It's through my testing that I decide that I choose God greater than what I'm going through because the story is already finished. It's already written. The fight is already done. And when I found out that the adversary that I perceive as the problem of my life. Sometimes is provoked by God. That tells me that. You know. What makes me turn my face to him. The problem with believers is we think that it's all only the good things that make you turn your face. God knows you. Come on, some of us are rebellions. We know the fire hot, but we just got to touch it. Why, why, why we do it? I don't know. You just, you just saw them get burned, but you keep touching it. But God said, good, I know you're going to touch it. So I, made a, I already made a plan for when you touch it. I already made a plan. You you touched a lot of things. But the good thing is, you're not without. 